Welcome to She Drew That. My name's Hannah Lau Walker, founder of She Drew That, and your host for today's Q&A. I'll be chatting with the wonderful Haley Akins and Naif Sunyu following their brilliant episode on community building. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, please hit pause and go check it out now. It's really wonderful to hear what inspired these two women to start their communities and how they've developed them. Now for this episode, we ask you, the listeners, to send in your questions. We wanted this to be a helpful way to engage with our audience and cover anything you might have missed in the previous episode. We got loads of questions in, so let's get going. Please welcome Hayley and I. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us for the Q&A. How are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, good. Busy. Keeping in there. Yeah, hanging there. <laughs> yeah, it's good. So, uh, yeah, it's been a year since the last record, which is crazy. But also, yeah, what have you guys been up to? What's been happening with Motion Hatch and Onion Ghost over the last year? Any updates for us? Mine update is been two years of running this platform. Sounds crazy. Well, actually, some, well, I just keep inviting different artists or animator or director to take over the platform. It's keep going also did some of the screening even I'm not in Hong Kong but someone I've just like helped to just collect the submission and then edit everything and then did a, like a screening in in an illustration slash artist event so did that I, I was it's happy to uh, see that happen but also oh, I can't be there yeah this is like one of the biggest event thing about the onion girls platform that must be yeah that must be so weird sort of not being there to actually see yeah (laughs) yeah like baby come to life in real life Mm, yeah this is one of the like annoying thing that happened because everything based in hong kong uh but i i was happy that someone invite me to do that together yeah, and also like, uh, yeah, I got some pictures and video they sent back to me, and like people seems happy with that, so it's okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, I feel like for the next one, you can have somebody go, and you'll just have an iPad with face my face, on like FaceTime, just sort of yeah. traveling around <laughs> the event. Yeah, so it's this whole my face walking around the venue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. Oh, amazing! That sounds great. And Hayley, how's everything going with Motion Hatch? Lots of things in the last year? Yes, lots of things. I think since we spoke, the main thing is probably that we launched the YouTube channel. So that was in like October um, 2021. And so it's been really exciting, you know, working on the YouTube channel, recording and releasing a video every single week, which has been a little bit challenging at times, if I'm honest, but... Also very fun and very rewarding because I I felt like with the podcast, it was awesome because we hit 100 episodes and then we wanted to kind of make a bit of a switch to YouTube. But I'm sure the podcast will be back at some point. But my focus for 2022 was to go all in on YouTube and share as much information there as I could around, you know, how to grow and scale your motion design and animation business. So I think that was one of the main things. And then sort of the second half of this year, we've been um, focusing on building a new program called Rocket Fuel Roadmap, which is in beta, so it might change its name. But basically we help motion designers and animators go from stressed out 
to building a sustainable business that works for them. So we have a course helping you to position yourself to your ideal clients and organize your business so that you can automate and delegate more easily when you have lots of clients and having a big focus on the community in that program as well is really exciting. And um, we're trying to kind of build a community there of you know, more high level motion designers and animators who are kind of at that level where they have a lot of work already but they're maybe not very organized or they don't know how to hire other people to help them and stuff like that. So the program um, that we're using for our community is called Circle. So that's like a community platform. Um, it's quite new, I guess, uh, but it's a really, really good platform because you can have um, like kind of forum type conversations, but they're also um, introducing a chat feature. So then that'll be a little bit more like Slack, a little bit more casual but obviously it's very much more searchable and all the members can search for each other and you can kind of build your own profile out. So yeah, I feel like it's a, it's kind of a bit of an upgrade from something like Slack or Discord and I'm trying it out with our new program, but we might eventually bring the whole of the kind of Motion Hatch alumni community over to there as well. So Yeah, really good. And like amazing that you have like so many people, um, especially when you're sort of trying to develop your your like career beyond a certain point like finding like-minded people and just like yeah that sounds great yeah how's it been how's the beta been going has it been good fun yeah it's really good so we just finished up um so I taught all the lessons live for this 12 week sustainable systems foundations course so it helps you to get all the systems in place in your business so that you're running as as a real business you know and not just kind of thinking like, okay, you know, my clients come in and you have a system for your client projects and a system for onboarding clients and a system for, you know, hiring other freelancers and stuff like that, which I think a lot of these things are things that people know that they should do or that they struggle with, or that maybe they've tried to hire someone before, but they weren't really sure like how to do that. So we've got like a hiring kit in there that we give to you and we've got templates, um, for like creating your systems for your business and organizing your, all your business stuff in Notion, which I know a lot of people are starting to use. So that's really exciting too. So yeah, the last 12 weeks I've been building all of that. And now we're getting into more um, group coaching and some one-on-one -on -one coaching. And uh, we're doing also some accountability calls. So we'll get on with each other and like co-work and we'll say, oh, what's everyone's goal for this hour? You know, and go around and everyone says, oh, I'm doing this. Or, you know, I'm going to like set up my new calendar onboarding system for my clients or, you know, I'm going to work on this project and then we kind of go away. And then at the end of the hour, we're like, OK, what did everyone do? And it's just really nice because everyone feels like they can get more done because obviously just the pressure of being with other people, you know, and seeing everyone's little heads bop away on Zoom. So, um, yeah, that's really exciting. So now that we're starting to do all of that and having expert calls as well. So with different studio owners or maybe like some marketing people, um, I've got one coming up with a guy who um, has like a negotiation organization in America and um, he's going to come and talk to us about negotiating. So that's really exciting as well. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like negotiating like rates is like such a huge thing. Um, I feel like everyone needs that. <laughs> everyone needs that, like that talk. Also, I love the accountability stuff. I think like we just finished up the mentoring program with Shiju that and it's like the um, 
so many mentees who are saying like just having someone that you'll expect something of you like every two weeks just sort of is so really transforms your work because you're like oh they're gonna be pissed off and they're like a real person <laughs> like not that they'll actually be pissed off but you know you just feel like it's just so nice to have that like somebody else uh to respond to rather than just yourself yeah and I think like the thing that this course is especially focused on that I think a lot of people forget about is that you have to spend time like working on your business and not just in your business so like what I consider working in your business is you know you're doing client work like responding to clients things like that but working on your business is like planning for the future thinking about what goals you want to achieve and you know maybe like I was saying, like organizing some of your processes so it's more streamlined and so that you can save more time so that you have more time to do all the kind of marketing and outreach sort of things that we need to do and often forget about because we're like, you know, deep in working on projects for clients. So yeah, I think it's focusing on that. So especially with the accountability calls and that kind of thing, we're trying to gear everyone towards this is the time that you have to work on your business, you know, and not just um working in your business and and trying to make time for doing all those things that we sort of put off like maybe thinking about what social media posts that you could do for the next month or something like that as well you know yeah I guess that's like the real difference between maybe being a freelance well I find like being a freelancer just jumping from job to job to actually being like oh I need to actually think where this is going in the future (laughs) just like having a bit of structure oh that sounds really good that's amazing yeah I mean when's the next round coming can people join the next one yeah so we're gonna open up 20 spots um over the next few weeks I'm not sure exactly when this podcast is going out but uh yeah if you have a look on the motion hatch website on motionhatch.com I'm sure you'll be able to find it there and if it's open likely we'll have a banner at the top of the website as well or you can sign up for the wait list if it isn't nice oh great awesome um sweet well i feel like we should jump into some audience questions but no it's great to hear you're both doing so well after after a year um and yeah we so we did ask uh should that audience if they had any questions um since the last episode and yeah we got a load of questions in so first we had where do you find the artists you engage with and so i guess um knife for you on let's on onion ghost i suppose like where is it that you find the people that you're spotlighting on there i think like in the previous episode you were saying you were thinking about expanding it to like beyond animation maybe including illustration and things because mm, i think uh well it's already happening like not just animator, like not just animation, because uh, even from yeah, film like uh, visual effects and also C- CG artists, and then like uh, some of the artists who do uh, pre-production, like background artists or like um, lighting, like all sort of uh, like different department, but also related to this uh, digital media industry. So, like, basically, I was just, like, expanding on different uh, kind of different position to make people more, like, understand more about what happened, what's going on on this industry. And also, especially for students, because, like, uh, yeah, I find a lot of students follow this account because they 
they're not sure what they've been learning. And this is how they can ask questions to the uh, people who took over. And then, and then they can be like more understand what they want to be. Because uh, at first, like some, a lot of students, they, they love drawing, but they don't know what drawing goes. Can, can they just go for illustration or actually that's a CG department, like a pre-production department, you can be part of the film or, or animation or commercial, like storyboard artists. They don't have the concept of different position in the industry. So this is what um, the Onion Ghost platform trying to just reach out more and more to, to make people just understand what's, what's the process. What's the what's going on here? Mm. And are you finding them like I think um, yeah? In the first one, you mentioned that it was like friends of friends. Is it kind of has it just been like sort of you know yeah uh, rolling on like people recommending people? Yeah, some of them is by recommend by people, but mostly is me stalking people. <laughs> 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 they just pop up like because uh, some of the people who. For example, like they messaged me on the Onion Ghost account and I was just automatically click the name and then see who they are. Yeah, and follow. And then uh, like both on the Onion Ghost account and my personal account, I just basically follow everyone. Uh, but some of them is like actually amazing artists and I start chatting like, hey, uh, so do you want to be part of the takeover? And then they're just like, yeah, why not? So... Yeah, this is how I have been exploring much more people. Also, because uh, sometimes, like in in now in the commercial industry in Hong Kong, like more and more opportunity for animation, and usually I will check the uh, the lineup of the production. That's how I find people. Because usually they will credit on the social media, and then I will see oh who did this animation, who did this background, and then that's how. I just uh, expand my connection, <laughs> my lineup. <laughs> so good, um, amazing. And hey, so Haley, like the podcast has now sort of paused. <laughs> yeah, paused. I was like, sort of on hold. Yes. Um, but like at the time, were you finding people for that? Like, was it very topic driven? So you had something you wanted to speak about, and then you'd find a person, or how did that kind of evolve? Yeah, I think that it's a bit of both. So sometimes um, I would see, oh, this person is doing something interesting. Um, I want to talk to them more about that and like how they're doing that, why they're doing that. And or I think that their story should be amplified in some way. So I think that sometimes it's like that. And then sometimes it will be, oh, okay, I've got this idea for a topic. I wonder who can speak to that or can I myself speak to that as well, you know? So I did some solo episodes and then I think that's kind of like how the YouTube channel has sort of evolved a bit as well, which I like the YouTube channel because I think people love listening to podcasts, you know, but it's quite passive, isn't it? It's quite a passive activity. And then also there might be some like actionable advice in there, but it's not usually asking you to sort of do something. Whereas um, I feel like with the YouTube channel, I'm always trying to make it more actionable so it's like okay you're in this situation you should do this you know and trying to te- kind of teach more and 
make it more kind of a bit like mini lessons really so i think that's that's made it more of a focus on topics rather than people for the youtube channel but then we've still had guests on um so i did do a podcast episode the other week where we had um one of my students giuseppe um talking about his new niche that he's getting in and into in nature conservation and like how he did that and then we turned that into a 10 minute youtube video and we like had then like the hour podcasts on the podcast um and i thought that was you know quite a cool idea because then it's like oh you can get the highlights on youtube but also you can listen to the deeper conversation and maybe some more of the behind the scenes kind of stuff on the podcast so that's sort of how I think about it. But I would actually love more collaborators on the YouTube channel because um, I think it's great to hear from different people's voices. And also, as mentioned, it can be a bit tricky to do a video every single week when it's just if it's just on your own. So, you know, it's nice to also get other people's perspectives, but also have someone to chat to just to give me a <laughs> me a bit of a break yeah, <laughs> from um, doing it all the videos every week so yeah I'm looking for more collaborators around that and I just think it'd be really cool to make it sort of yeah a bit more like we're talking about community like kind of a bit more of a community effort on the channel as well I think that would be really cool and obviously because I don't think like I I know absolutely everything you know and obviously I can only talk from my own experience as well or, or the experience of our students but I think that having other people share their experiences on there is is really cool. And I've had a few people do that recently, and that's been really nice as well. Oh, that must be really lovely. Yeah, sort of, especially like having that. I think whenever you're in a discussion with somebody else, like that conversation like evolves more because it's not just you like, like you're saying, like maybe your perspective, although your perspective, I think, comes from so many students and people that you're engaging with it can be quite broad and like but um but yeah it's nice to have a back and forth with someone to just sort of develop that it feels quite organic if it's if it's with another person and that you've kind of had that with the podcast as well oh really nice so should we jump on to another question if someone wants to start their own animation community um what advice would you give them i think um (laughs) For me, I think it's thinking about like what value do you provide um, that maybe doesn't already exist or that someone else couldn't provide or isn't, you know, it's probably more like what someone else isn't providing rather than they couldn't. But um, I think just thinking about that um, and in terms of like getting started, I would just think about how can you share your knowledge online, like even if it's just you know, quite a popular thing now, which we want to try out in our community as well and do a little challenge around is making Twitter threads. And I think that's a really easy way to share your knowledge. Um, Obviously, like you have to put a bit of effort and a bit of thought into it, but, you know, it's much easier than making a YouTube video or, or a podcast or something like that. So I think just starting there, putting a bit of content out there and then asking, you know, the audience if they would like to be involved in a community, I think yeah like testing the water a bit before you kind of dive straight in because I think that's like yeah. the heart. I think it can be quite scary isn't it when you're like I think this is a really good idea does anyone else think that <laughs> yeah like... just ask yeah I think it's good to like ask people as well you know yeah before you start chat with friends like the friends you trust also maybe 
even is oh can chat with both like outside the industry or like in the industry just just both. Uh, because you have to listen to lots of comment about like is that doable or like you said before you dive in because maybe not working maybe you just doing something just you happy about that but no one needed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes you could also like overcommit to something like you're saying like you might you might be like oh this is a great idea it's like actually. Now speaking to a few people, this is a huge thing that I've decided to do, and I'm just one person with no time. How am I actually going to pull that off? Like I remember when I started to do that, as like spoke to like a few friends, kind of like not brainstorming necessarily, but just like floating ideas around about what would this be like? Would this be interesting? And then it's like you start to get some like just general. Oh, I don't know about that, but I really like this part of it, and it kind of. Like evolves quite naturally because, because you're sort of yeah engaging with different with people about it and like what they would be willing to do as well, especially when it's like community or like how much it does rely on the other people to want to be a part of it as much as you putting in effort. But yeah, any other advice do you reckon? Yeah, I think like what you were saying, Hannah, about the um, that you kind of have to rely on other people in your community because I remember. That being the case, when I first started the Motion Hatch Facebook community, and I had to be the one that was posting all the time and stuff like that to encourage everyone else to post, and then I think after a while it kind of people come out and they start doing it more and more, and you know I think that's the same um, thing as we kind of have in our programs. We always make sure that we're like putting topics out there or like starting conversations off, and you know you want. Obviously, everyone to pitch in as well, but sometimes that takes a bit of time. So I wouldn't really that I would make sure you're kicking off conversations and stuff like that. But I wouldn't get disheartened if you feel like oh, people aren't like responding as much as I thought they would um, to start with, because you know people are people are kind of scared too. You know they're scared to put themselves out there, and even if I found that even if it's kind of a more private type of community like not on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you know still still people if they're unsure of what the precedent you know like how they should be putting themselves out there on that community it can be difficult um so I think it's just about encouraging them and letting them know you know what you kind of expect from them as well yeah you're so right I feel like especially in like animators are quite shy people overall <laughs> from my experience oh, that's a funny random thing that I just remembered because I, I feels like the audience like the follower are more active with like asking questions in anonymously like without names they just just happy to ask questions or give comment without any pressure yeah so, so I think like because uh, I also run the discord group like the channel and then people are not that active at, as I expect so yeah I, I was like on the stage like when Haley you running the Facebook just me like uh, trying to ask questions and be active but because everyone even they, with their nickname but I can still recognize like who they are but on Instagram sometimes I will post it on story with uh, just a Q&A section and because you can like put it as like 
We still don't name though, but sometimes they are private accounts. So I don't know who they are. And also when I post the question, like the audience don't know who asked the question, which just makes them more, I don't know. It's such a strange, uh, strange situation. <laughs> no, I totally get that. I feel like it's so much, there's an element of it might be embarrassing if the question feels like, I don't know, like really basic and but actually it's like yeah, especially no, especially like gossip thing like no one in and it's such a small industry and then they probably just want to speak about something like really gossip and then but they don't want to don't want people to know who they are and then they're just like here's the place and then like yeah so yeah. random um actually that's good because we we did actually have a question about um platforms and what what your guys' favorite platforms were. I mean, yeah, Knife, does that mean like, yeah, do you find like Instagram has been a really good place for your for your community? I mean, compared to the D- Discord? Yeah, compared to, because it's more popular, I would say. Like, because Discord, it's uh, more for game. So not much people, uh, not many people like used to like check Discord. So Instagram is more like leisure browsing for random posts or random story. So just I think I think this is the for now it's the only platform it suit me to keep going. But who knows like um, in the future what else what other software or like what apps platform I can jump on. But yeah, at the moment it's still Instagram. I'm not on TikTok. Mm-mm. <laughs> too you much don't have the trillion million views, <sighs> views of tiktok no, i don't <laughs> oh it seems yeah a lot but uh, like is motion hatch on tiktok actually i was like i feel like motion hatches yes <laughs> yeah i luckily i have someone to help me with that because i feel like a bit of an oldie <laughs> like when it comes to i'm sure most people do probably when it comes to TikTok. So I have someone, my social media assistant helps me put some stuff out there. And she's very good at that and very entertaining. So everyone should go and watch her and give her encouragement over there. Cause <laughs> I feel like I couldn't do that. So yeah, I tried, I tried like a few, like a year ago or a year or two ago, I can't remember. But then, um, yeah, now she, she gets it a lot more than I do, I think. So. We kind of put like little funny things on there, you know, about freelancing and stuff. It does feel like this sort of, you do have to be like this a certain kind of person to get, actually like all social media, I feel like there's some people who are just like amazing at Instagram. I'm like, I don't understand what you're doing differently to me, but you are winning Instagram. <laughs> it's just like, I can't, I'm not, I think I'm just not a social media person. Um, but it feels like, yeah, like Motion Hatch has a lot of other, you guys are pretty much all over it. Um, is there anyone that like anything that you found works best for like your community, like, yeah, engaging with people? Yeah, so I think, um, so we have a social media guide that if anybody's listening to this and they're thinking, yeah, I'm crap at social media, I need some help, then go and download that guide. Um, I'm pretty sure you can find it if you go to motionhatch.com probably forward slash social media. Um, And uh, yeah, in there we talk about using like relatable posts, 
interactive posts, community posts and promotional posts. So I think that's the best um, strategy that I kind of have found slash came up with. <laughs> so like relatable posts are obviously, you know, where you, you're more talking about your story and yourself and stuff like that and asking people questions. I think always asking people questions on social media helps because then they'll respond to you and then engagement is what boosts you in the algorithm. And then um, interactive posts, you know, it might be like a poll or something like that, which obviously helps because that increases engagement as well. And then, um, yeah, community-based posts, you know, it can be around like a certain topic or something like that that you've seen like out in the community. And then obviously promotional posts are like just about your work and yourself. But, and sometimes you'll find like this kind of crossover with those like relatable and community posts and stuff like that. But um, I think that that's a really good thing to do if you're like, I'm struggling with what to post is, you know, download that. And then we have like examples of 52 posts that you could post that kind of fall into these categories um, for free. So I think start there. And then also what I would say is make sure you're commenting on other people's posts and you're kind of building your own community that way. Um, so a good example um is one of my students, Joe Walker, I just put a video out about this, but he took our social media guide and he posted on LinkedIn twice a week, I think for four months, where I really think on LinkedIn now is a great platform because more people are getting over there, like motion signers and stuff like that. Obviously it's a B2B platform. So like a business to business platform, which means that your clients are over there. So if you're turning up in the feed on LinkedIn, you're making an active, you know, effort to connect with other people in the motion design community, then it's quite easy to grow your network. And as long as you're putting thoughtful comments and stuff on other people's posts, if you do that for like 20 minutes a day, every day, you're going to be in a much better position because when you do that, it comes up on your feed, but it also helps you to kind of become friends with these other people who might recommend you for jobs and stuff like that. So I've seen a lot of people having a lot of success on LinkedIn recently and I don't know whether it's like I'm partly responsible I feel like I was talking about LinkedIn a while ago and now it seems like everyone's finally going over there but I think it, just what I found with LinkedIn compared to like Instagram for example is Instagram is obviously changing its algorithm and really wants everyone to do reels and stuff like that whereas on LinkedIn I feel like they want people to post videos and stuff so obviously that's helpful if you do animation or motion design and then also um, the posts just tend to stick around much longer if you put a, a bit of thought and effort into them. So another student that I worked with um, coaching him, he recently wanted to move into the niche of motion brand guidelines. Um, so we discussed like, okay, how are you going to do that? You know, and he's like, well, I need to make some work. So he made this example using Unsplash, you know, the photography company, about how they might use motion in their brand guidelines. And then he posted it on LinkedIn and I said, you should post it um, like as a like, I'm going to start building this in public, this new business. And this is my new idea and that kind of thing. Like it's kind of called building in public. So if you like search on Twitter or LinkedIn, build in public, you'll see people like talking about how they start their businesses and that kind of thing. So I told Luke to do that because um, I thought people are interested they want to know behind the scenes like we're all interested in what people are doing behind the scenes aren't we that's why you're listening to this podcast <laughs> you know so 
that's like that's what I think people should do more of, you know, tell their stories, build in public, show the behind the scenes. And Luke did that and he got a client in motion doing their motion brand guidelines like straight away. And he got like I think he got he's got two now and he got like six inquiries as well. And for one post on LinkedIn, I was pretty blown away by that. I was expecting like, oh yeah, three to five posts and then maybe he'll get a client, you know, but so I think, um, yeah, I would definitely, yeah. And I, we, I break it down and stuff on my YouTube channel as well, if anyone wants to like dive a bit deeper into that strategy. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm always have banging on about LinkedIn, but I think in like public spaces, I think LinkedIn is really good for you to just go out there and kind of build a network of people that you can, you know, help and they can help you and get some clients and that kind of thing. And then in terms of like building a private community, I think um, Circle is really good. Obviously it's like a paid platform. So I'd probably say maybe not if you're not charging for your community, but if it's anything to do with like courses and or like a paid membership type thing, then I think definitely Circle is the way to go. So yeah. Did that answer the question? I feel like I no, yeah. went off on one then. I was just feverishly taking notes. <laughs> just now that I'm like, I need to do all of these things and get on LinkedIn more. It's one of those like platforms that I kind of started using a bit more recently. I'm not even sure why, but like, I think, I don't know. I think sometimes as well with like social media, these like things come and go and suddenly you're just, everyone like is there all of a sudden and you're a part of it. You're like, wait, how did I get here? What's going on? But but it's really exciting to hear that more people are using LinkedIn and that there are like more effective ways to use it than I have been doing in the past. Yeah, I'm just, I think that was as well, it's like really nice that like the idea of committing like 20 minutes a day to doing that kind of thing. It's like with the um, sort of the business building you were talking about before, it's like actually committing time to doing stuff that's going to have like actual long-term benefits compared to just kind of sitting around and be like, oh, that thing seems to be happening. That's really frustrating. Yeah, exactly. And I think what we're focused on um, with, you know, all the courses that I teach is how can you measure and track what's working for you and double down in those areas? So obviously I'm just taking from what the what the students tell me back, you know, I'm like teaching them to measure and track and do experiments and stuff like that as well. And because obviously, like you said, the platforms do change very regularly. Um, it's just right now, uh, I'm getting the reports that LinkedIn is definitely the way to go, you know, so it's nice. And obviously we do our own experimenting and stuff like that with Motion Hatch stuff too, so it's, it's always, yeah, I don't really use social media much from like a personal point of view, but I use it an awful lot from a business perspective. So, um, I, yeah. It's great to know that that's the general feedback from your community. LinkedIn is the way forward. Yeah, um, exactly. And they're all on there chatting away. So yeah, everyone should go and join them. Then. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that's great. Um, okay, sweet. Yeah, no, I feel like that's like, yeah, thoroughly answered platforms. And then I guess like our next question is a bit of a curveball in the, are you ever scared of becoming a public person? I suppose like talking about platforms and putting yourself out there. Um, have, how have you guys felt being sort of community leaders as it were? Yeah, did you kind of think about it before you started or was it something that you're thinking about now? Yeah, that's not the, didn't thought about at the beginning 
um, but now it's like more and more people follow the platform and well I, it's like because the thing is that whenever I ask people to take over the account they would tag me <laughs> Go, um, so that means like people know who running running the platform and then makes me a bit nervous like I just because I, I was just the person who behind but I don't want too much attention for my personal life like some people will obviously like follow the onion ghost but also follow me and then yeah sometimes a bit ner- nervous about like when I post something like because I love posting random things on my personal account and people and then w- once I post and they're like I, oh no uh probably a lot of random people who saw that and then uh so should I delete it or should I just keep going well sometimes I would just keep going uh but yeah this is one of the thing that I didn't thought about before I opened the account and also um because people also know me running the account so everything will goes to me uh, like any kind of question even from from personal to jobs to because I'm a 2D animator but people ask me about 3D animation ask me about film ask me about like any other stuff and I don't know that much and uh, sometimes I have to like trying to ask for help to then I can answer their question so this is kind of like a pressure especially also again because a lot of students follow the account so I just don't want to be that kind of like uh, I'm experienced people and then I give you this advice but actually I I'm still learning a lot of stuff so I don't want to be tell them wrong direction to make them going to the wrong way or maybe make a bad impression I don't know just too much about like how you build up the what like building up expectations from your like that you know everything yeah 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 but I actually don't know (laughs) uh it's really tricky yeah especially also just me running the whole thing so like everyone just focus on just me Mm. a bit nervous about that I'm not I'm not that outy person. <laughs> yeah, it's hard when you're more of an introvert to then have to be in this sort of social space where you're like, theoretically, I should be an extrovert because I'm I'm trying to like get all these people together. But actually, it's like, I'm not that person. I definitely found like with like she drew that as well on sort of when people ask questions on in like Slack or on Facebook, I'm always tagging other people to be like, oh, I think this person might know, or I think that person might know. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like nice to sort of ask other people in your like community to kind of like, you know, just and friends. Balance, just, just balance the attention, not just me, please. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think that's a good sign of a leader though is doing that you know because other people are obviously can be more expert than you in other areas so I think 
you know, asking, oh, I think this person actually will know the answer to that and things like that. That's like, that's what being a good leader and a good connector is about, you know. So I think, I think that's good, you know, it's good that you're doing that. That means uh, we're all doing great out of super pumped for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's what I do, those kind of things all the time. That's why, that's why we have experts in coming to talk to our students and, you know, why I try and invite people on the podcast and the YouTube channels, stuff like that, because I definitely believe, you know, it's good to have other people who are experts in a certain area, you know. Oh, for sure. But also, I mean, you're like, I guess, out of all of us, the most public person, because you're like, you know, um, on all the YouTubes and sort of very like, yeah, out there. How does it feel being being so public, I guess? <laughs> Yeah, it's strange. Like, his, uh, when you when I saw this question, I was like, "Oh, am I?" Like, <laughs> I kind of was like, it made me more worried. But um, yeah, I think that I was not really thinking about it too much when I started the podcast, mainly because I was thinking, "Is anyone actually going to listen to it anyway?" So it was it never really came into my mind that you know, or maybe someone would say something negative about it or something like that. And um, when I started the YouTube channel, I definitely thought about that because I think that YouTube and the comments can be like less forgiving. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, yeah, because people can just search and find you like, and you're just a random person to them, you know? Um, but uh, luckily, Touchwood, we haven't had too many negative comments so far. So I appreciate that um touchwood touchwood uh but i think like it's just one of the things that i try and focus on is just to try and give as much value as possible and try to be as helpful as possible and i think people realize that you know um and i'm guessing it, as your audience gets bigger um you know on in terms of like youtube and that kind of thing ours is still fairly small at the moment so but i imagine if that got a lot bigger then probably would get more negative comments um but then I just think well what about all those nice comments and stuff that we get all the time and people thanking us for helping them with their careers and businesses and stuff so I think that just outweighs it for me and yeah I'm just hoping that when those comments come because I imagine they will <laughs> at some point is uh, that I can you know remember that remember all the nice comments and remember all the the great community and audience that we have that come back and watch the videos every week and that kind of thing. And then I think if someone is thinking about, oh, I want to start something, I want to put myself more out there or even put my work out there and you're scared, I think I would just think about, am I putting something that I feel like is valuable out into the world? And if you think that you are, then I wouldn't let that stop you because what's the alternative that you don't put something out there that potentially could help people or, or that could have an impact on your life because you're sharing um, about your work you know I, I always try and think about online like am I am I just being the kind of nicest most helpful person that I could be you know and then if I'm doing that then I'm doing a good job and I think then you can kind of safely ignore if someone writes something bad, you know, <laughs> I think that's my best advice around that. You know, I know people who have much bigger audiences than me and it's hard to like ignore comments if you get like something that's slightly negative. But I think, like I said, you just have to remember all the nice ones. And I kind of keep a little notion board of 
when people write really nice things or they'll send a nice email or something and I just keep it in a board so that if I feel like you know a bit down one day or I'm like oh this is hard you know then I just go and read those and then I'm like that gives me energy so I think that's what I would say oh that's so nice but yeah I like totally agree it's like yeah always coming back to like the reason why you're doing it and it's like oh yeah no this is worth it even if you get sort of like a few not great comments or like people just being you know whatever it's like then looking back at how like people really appreciate what you're doing and like and you know you're there for a reason I think that just like sort of supersedes all of all of the online silliness yeah that can, <laughs> that can happen definitely <laughs> yeah but yeah nice yeah everyone should yeah try and put themselves out there I think it's it's good to sort of be brave (laughs) I think you can be brave but if you don't like it or just don't push push yourself too much like I don't know because sometimes I will put a lot of uh, attention to replying people question then makes me distract by that uh also like over worry about people uh like just generally worry about what i've been saying so yeah i'm trying to like balance my myself to find the best way to help but also don't put too much pressure to myself i don't know i'm still learning yeah it's difficult But yeah, I think, yeah, put, putting pressure on yourself as well to do something that, like, also, if you don't want to, if you don't want to do it, don't, like, don't, you don't, I think sometimes there's that feeling of, I have to do this. It's like, that kind of, like, intensity isn't gonna, like, lead to good things, probably for your mental health, you know, like, it's like, if you really want to do something, you know, it's great to do it and, like, potentially reach out to people to find the support to do it as well but not to the point where you're like I'm really uncomfortable and I think I mm. hate this mm. yeah because some of the people just will like send me like random message not like not like an offensive way but also I don't know how to reply like what why you bother uh, that sort of things which just makes me a little bit like hmm I don't understand what you want from me uh but also like on the other side it's like a lot of good uh audience and good question like good interact which is also oh that you're cute and then i want to chat with you more can we be friends like that <laughs> everyone be my friend um <laughs> yeah like in a good way in a bad way but also just now i was trying to not push myself too much to yeah respond everything because some people are like really not appreciate what like they didn't thought about too much when they ask question or like that yeah it's hard <laughs> but no it is hard but no but I think both of you are doing an incredible job so <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> so are you <laughs> oh, yeah thank you. <laughs> um we had do have another question that's for Haley. That is, what challenges have you faced building your business with Motion Hatch and expanding your community? I guess it's quite a broad question. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, I'll say what kind of comes to mind. Um, probably similar challenges to everybody trying to build their businesses, which is 
why I like to try and teach people why I learn, you know, or why I learn from other people, because I think that's important. So, you know, one of the biggest things is just getting content out there and getting it seen. Because like, as we've been discussing on this podcast, sometimes it's difficult because of changing algorithms and social media and stuff like that. So even though you feel like you're providing a lot of value, sometimes people just don't see that. So I think um, building an email list is probably one of the best things that I ever started doing, um, because that means that usually if I send an email, people will see it. So I think that um, that's kind of been a good thing that could have been more of a challenge. But, you know, still sometimes battling with social media stuff that's searchable. And then also just trying to explain the value, I think, of learning business and communication skills versus tech, like technical skills, because everybody wants to learn like how to use After Effects, how to use Cinema 4D, you know, all of those kind of things. But um, they're not so keen on learning business or communication skills because maybe they feel like it's either not as important or maybe they feel like it's kind of boring, you know? <laughs> so we try and make um, our courses and our channel and stuff as fun as possible, um, but still having the value there of, you know, teaching you all the stuff that you need to know around the business side of things. So I think that is probably a challenge that we've had and sometimes still have. Um, yeah, and just like hiring the right people, getting the right team on board, which is why I'm excited about this new course because I'm putting everything that I learned about that and uh, into that so that everyone doesn't make the same mistakes that I have. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Oh, great. Um, well, should we end on like one last question for you guys then? Um, and that's just a, a future question of, what kind of direction are you thinking of going in next? Yeah, for me, I I think I need to do like a proper archive of everything I did. Because, uh, uh, oh yeah, last year just one random thing happened that my Instagram account, like the Onion Goes account, got uh, nearly vanished. <laughs> Because of the, because of the Instagram asked me about the age, and I just uh, I update my account age as two years old, and <laughs> I didn't thought about much because I like be fun like oh yeah the account is two years old, um, and then it turns out like oh you're not old enough to run the social media so we have to ban your account for, uh. Like if after thirty days you can't prove yourself, age, uh, your age, and then you have to, uh, yeah, that account will disappear. And then I was so worried about that, cause being like I didn't, I didn't archive everything, like all the posts and stories. Uh, luckily, like that got sorted out, and makes me feels like yeah, I need to spend some time to organize, like archive all the posts and details and also have to find a way to put it as like different category for people can search for for hire them for work i think probably the best way is a website but then i have to learn how to make a website first um yeah but probably i have to hire someone to help me to make it as a proper thing for 
just for people in the future who want to find a 2D animator or like a background artist, they can just go to that place to look for people for details, but not scrolling through everything on the Instagram forever. That would be my be next one. Yeah, it'd be mm. great to have a it'd be great to have a website where you could actually just search for that person and then find all their details. Because I'm yeah. that person who'll just be scrolling on the things yeah, where yeah. like, I swear there was something here about something that I needed to do, and then you're like, oh no. Yeah, because at, at first I I was I thought oh a website won't be necessary because no one go to a website anymore. Like people just relied on social media, but then. Actually, it's a good thing to have that there because eventually someone will find that useful. So definitely, the next step I have to I have to spend some time to go through everything again, and just in case like something happen again for the social media, like someone attack Instagram or Facebook or like what happened, then I'll be there will be nothing left. For this platform, so that will be my next thing I need to do. <laughs> nice, nice. Excited to see it. Yeah, let us know when it comes out when you've uh, built the site. Can <laughs> <laughs> see the nervous. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Soon. Mm. Soon, soon, soon. Yeah, soon, soon. Five hundred years late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how about uh, Roshid Hatch? What's next for for you guys? Yeah, so um, like I said, obviously we're doing this course at the moment, so we'll be doing a big launch of that next year and then um, carrying on with the YouTube channel, hopefully bringing the podcast back at some point. Um, So I'm hoping to get more collaborators on that. So if anyone wants to come and do a video, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, And also it'll be Motion Hatch's fifth birthday in November. So we'll have a party hopefully <laughs> that Amazing. I need to organize <laughs> so I, I need to get on organizing that um that's so awesome that's... are you gonna do like a live event party everyone can come down Whoa. <laughs> yeah so watch your space November it'll be kind of early mid-November I think so just need to find a venue and probably in London um I imagine just because it's the most like convenient <laughs> for most people <laughs> Uh, I like that because you don't live in London, it's like, ah, London. Yeah, probably. (laughs) But yeah, so that's really exciting. And then I think we're just really focused on trying to get the best information out there about the business side of motion design and animation and also trying to give our students the best um, experience and the best results that they can get, really. That's it. Yeah. Oh, amazing. As always, doing such a great job. Um, thanks <laughs> yeah uh, I wish yeah. I can I wish I can also hold, host like a real life event in the future I want to see everyone <laughs> yes oh my god that'd be so good I yeah. feel like now just like getting back into live events is just I feel like so many festivals are happening like animation festivals right now it just feels like so exciting that people are doing big events again yeah yeah everything back to normal now yeah, Back to so nervous. Have... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a Manchester animation festival as well. I'm thinking about going to that, so Yeah, that'd be great. That's is that in November? Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. I think it's um, November's gonna be a busy time. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh <laughs> so busy going to all these things and organizing them, but 
Yeah, it's good. I'm excited. It's really exciting. Yeah, yeah. You've got to uh, let us know when all these events are happening because I'd love to. I'd love to come. I'm sure everyone in our community would love to come as well. Just yeah, to hang out. Yeah, it's a fun night. Well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for uh, coming and chatting again. It was just, uh, yeah, so so good, so informative, as always. Yeah, yeah thanks for having <laughs> us. It's great. Yeah, it's been amazing. Like, yeah, I think, like, three of us running different kind of community, and it feels like going well. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yay, communities. <laughs> A huge thank you to Haley Kims and Nice and You for joining us today. It was wonderful to hear about their communities and answering all of our questions. Thank you to the audience for listening and sending in your questions. We really hope you enjoyed the Q&A. We look forward to hearing your feedback. Stay tuned for our next episode. And from everyone at She Do That, thank you for listening. <laughs>